Hello and welcome. My guests are three-piece Philadelphia rock band, Pet. To some extent, an offshoot of the band Snoozer, the band features brothers Tom and Mike Kelly, plus Kieran Ferris. I spoke to them at their own practice studio in Philadelphia, plus they performed three songs. Here's Got No Time from this session.
Um, since this is an audio program, if you guys want to go around and each say your name and what you play so people know who they're listening to. I'm Kieran. I play bass and I sing sometimes. I'm Mike and I play guitar. I'm Tom and I play drums. Mike also sings. I also sing. <laughs> cool. Um, so first of all, is Pet a continuation of Snoozer or do you consider it to be a new project? I've... I think it started as that, but I think yeah, we like Snoozer broke up and we were all really afraid and didn't know what to do and um it definitely started as like uh let's try to salvage Snoozer and then I think once Kieran joined the band we just realized that this was like an entirely different thing. Mm. The and that yeah. idea died. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the band camp uh you guys have says uh we're a pet now but we still like these songs. <laughs> I don't handle any of that stuff. That's all up to Tom. I wrote that. <laughs> we also want to publicly say that we shamefully kept our Facebook page as Snoozer and retained all of our Snoozer likes <laughs> so and just changed the, the name. That, so we yeah. duped you all. <laughs> we feel bad about it now. Um, so... It was shameful. It was a shameful act. If you didn't act. read the post, then it's your fault. We That's right. We explained yeah. ourselves. Yeah. yeah. I mean, at least to some extent, it's a continuation. Yeah. I think people, I think people will understand. Yeah. yeah. And if they don't, then fuck them. No. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, how did the dynamic change? Wasn't it? Was it your brother? It. Me and Tom are brothers. Oh, okay. And cool. often people think that Paul, who was the bassist from Snoozer, is brothers with Tom. And I can only imagine that that's because of their. They both have equally beautiful bone structure and. <laughs> prominent jaws <laughs> and uh they're both just really hot dudes so yeah. I, I understand why that happened um but me and tom are brothers actually and uh paul left and what was the question again i got lost thinking about paul's perfect jaw <laughs> <laughs> well the general question was if you guys were brothers and the follow-up question is how has the dynamic changed with a new member what with like from from uh from snoozer to pet yeah um, also talk closer to the mic, please. Okay, yeah, sorry. <laughs> From, I mean, I think that, honestly, it feels just as comfortable playing with Kieran as it did playing with Paul. Like, Kieran is really good at just kind of picking up what we're doing and uh, and just playing along. And that's what was great about Paul is that he would just immediately, you know, like they're both actually trained musicians as opposed to Mike and I who are not. Uh, so... So no training. Yeah. <laughs> and we're also massively impatient, so it's cool when someone can just that be like, is the, can that see was, what we're doing and then just play. That was the most the best part about playing with Kieran is in I never had to take a minute to explain anything to him. I would just kinda of show him the fretboard and where my hand was at and he just picked right up. Which is awful because you play lefty and you never play in standard <laughs> tuning and I don't know what's going on. But it's a good ear training exercise. Yeah. All in all, I just feel like uh we like we lucked out because we went from what I thought, what I consider the best bassist to uh, the the other best bassist. <laughs> um, so, and I think that s the songs kind of like at the end of Snoozer, Mike and I wanted to. Well, mostly Mike wanted to like simplify things. We wanted to become a rock band and yeah. not a prog rock band. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we. Uh, so that's another way that it changed. I guess that's like a. What do you mean by? I mean, to most, it has a simple definition, but when you say you want to be a rock band, do you feel like you 
I guess just want to kind of simplify the output or how does how do you define a rock band? I don't know. It's like um I think that the the music world has just gone crazy. Like we were joking earlier about how we played that show and they labeled us as mid-fi <laughs> punk gays and I don't see I don't feel the need for all the genres and I just think that um it'd be much easier if we could just be a rock band. And I think we are a rock band because in my mind, we're just playing simple songs and, um, they're three, three and a half minutes. Uh, and, and there's, they're not that complicated, you know, like not like a million parts, which is kind of what we used to do, you know, first course verse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just a short burst of energy. Yeah. yeah. Right. Shoe gaze also too, is what they said. No, no they said, they said, they said punk, punk gaze. gaze. Like G-A-Z-E. G-A-Z-E. Okay. New genre. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we are. <laughs> Is there one uh, primary songwriter or lyricist? Um, there, there was in Snoozer. Mike primarily wrote everything, and then, keep, and then he would bring the songs to Paul and I, and we would write to them. And, and that got so old being a micromanaging dictator of a band and yeah. choking all of the fun out of playing music. Mm. Uh, and in this band, Kieran probably writes just as much as I do. Um, mm. And, well, you you certainly bring uh, an equal amount to each different, you know, song. Yeah, yeah. It's more. There's a lot more jamming, jam-inspired songs. Yes. Well, I mean, I wasn't there to compare, but it seems like a lot of them That's true. are jam-inspired. Mm-hmm. And he was the primary vocalist as well? Uh, I, like Kieran and I are both singing equally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, in, in the old band. Oh, that was, I was singing. It was just okay. me. Yeah. Which was also totally boring and got really old. <laughs> um, I wanted to ask about the mixing. First of all, so you're not doing the snoozer songs? No. Okay. Cause I was going to ask, since you're the vocalist, I want to ask about the vocals were very low in the mix generally but you made it a point to put all the lyrics in the Bandcamp page. Is there a specific was reason? This, for, this was for Snoozer? Mm-hmm. It's funny because I always thought that those vocals were really up high and we recorded it with Dan and James. And um, I think that it was, we were always kind of fighting. I wanted to push them down further and, and Dan and James were, I don't know if it would be considered more traditional and wanted it up higher. Um, so it was like a an odd push and pull between being proud of the lyrics, I guess, and mm. and but not happy with the way I sang them. Mm-hmm. Um. So now I want to skip all the questions about the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> um. So then let's talk about the new record, which yeah. uh, mm. Tom sent me. It's really awesome. Thanks. Um. Yes. Uh. <laughs> so how. How long have you guys been working on it? Cause Dude, two years. Two yeah. years. Yeah. 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 Since we started playing a couple summers ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we went to, like, I don't know, pretty much like a, like a two months after you joined the band, which is the same thing we did with Paul originally. When he joined the band, we went immediately to Sex Dungeon and tried to record a record. And it was bad. And we don't talk about that anymore. <laughs> Stop <laughs> telling people about that record, dude. We don't talk uh, about it anymore, except on our only except interview. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. Um, yeah, like right after Kieran joined the band, which was like two years ago, we had like a backlog of snoozer songs that we wanted to record. And Mike and I wrote a couple songs right after Paul quit. And then we wrote a bunch of songs when Kieran joined the band so we just went to sex dungeon and recorded like like 
I think 30-ish songs. Like 30 songs. 25 to 30 songs. Yeah. Wow. And, yeah, just like the foundational tracking, and then we brought them all back and... Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> we brought them back to our house and kind of, like, did all the uh, additional stuff. But it just took a lot of time, like, parsing down what we wanted I mean, to do. I, th- I, I mean, I think it had a lot more to do with uh, the fact that the band kept hitting these, like like these unforeseen roadblocks that just at a certain point started to feel like God didn't want us to be a band any longer. <laughs> yeah. um, but we just yeah. kept doing it. Just took forever. Mm-hmm. Two years. Um, and although Dan and James did a great job on recording the um, the foundation foundational tracks, all the additional stuff on top of that was done by Kieran and Tom. So it was equal parts riz- wizardry on uh, Dan and James and, and Kieran and Tom, who some people in Philly are calling the new Dan and James. Oh. What the fuck? No one says, <laughs> that. says that. Everybody's been no saying, that. saying that. Don't say that. <laughs> I don't even want to be mentioned in the same right sentence. <laughs> um, so then what uh, about all these um, songs that aren't on the new record that you, you said you recorded like 20 to 30 songs they're like they're just gonna be the next record pretty much we have a, a couple we have records an, yeah, laid we out. Have an, yeah we do we have like our next five records laid out for forever we'll never have to do foundational tracking again <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um but yeah there there's still there's some songs that we like i don't know i honestly i think that it was really good that we did that because it took a lot of pressure off of writing new material and mm-hmm. And whenever we like get crazy that we're not writing, we're like, oh well, we have all these m- million songs that we still have to do. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just nice to know that that stuff's also just like waiting for us because mm-hmm. I think everybody is um, busy with other things too uh, outside of Pet, and so it just makes it it takes the whole pressure off of being in this band, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I would say is the main difference between being in Snoozer and being in Pet is that Pet it feels like uh, fun, <laughs> and Snoozer <laughs> felt like a total chore, <laughs> largely in my my own doing. I think <laughs> just taking it too seriously, uh, but with Pet, and that's really the only reason we were able to like get along in the past couple of years. I think is because this is going to sound like like a motivational poster that you see in grade school, but our <laughs> attitude was just really positive. <laughs> it really was. Yeah, generally. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Also, the songs that were on this record generally just kind of made sense with each other. Yeah. Like, there's, it, I remember thinking about it in sort of set, sets within the record. Like, a few songs definitely were going to go next to each other. And then at the end of the day, it was kind of like what songs were most fun for us to work on mm-hmm. in yeah. general. Yeah. I don't I, know. And then the next record will be like the same way same i would deal. imagine same deal at first i was real worried because i thought that the songs felt so different it was almost like each song felt like it could be its own album and and you you put it together and played it for me and i remember just Hearing. thinking like wow this this sounds like one album mm-hmm. i was really actually totally afraid i thought it was gonna be just like the biggest hodgepodge of shit, shit. <laughs> and it turned out to kind of almost have like a cohesiveness to it that I like. Yeah, that was fun putting that, that all cool. together. Yeah. Hope is a long list here. You think 
Yeah, I was going to ask about um, if things get in, a, get in the way. Like, Tom, I know you've done a ton of touring with Alex G. I don't know if you guys have also done that kind of stuff. Or you mentioned things getting in the way. Does that make it hard? No, honestly, because I think at this point we... All, this is our pet project, Ooh. and which is a weird meaning Ooh. that was built on, kind of tacked on after the fact, uh, and so we like I just there there. It's not like the things getting in the way are making us stressed mm-hmm. about not doing this. It's like they just kind of we you know we we have busy lives outside of this. Kieran yeah. works like 10 or 12 jobs. <laughs> so just like, yeah. basically, so. <laughs> yeah. I guess that also goes back to the fact that you have such a backlog of music. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It all really just kind of worked out in a nice way where like you couldn't have planned it to be any better. Mm-hmm. Eddie Vedder. Oh. You couldn't have planned it to be Eddie Vedder. Yeah. <laughs> Love that guy. <laughs> so unpredictable. <laughs> It's kind of funny. This isn't really like a significant question, but I kind of wanted to ask about your drum setup because it makes me think of grunge. And I, I don't know <laughs> if it's like Dave Grohl I mean, yeah, or yeah, that totally. high. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, yeah. I mean, it's Dave Grohl and it's like uh, Dan Angel and it's everybody that I watched videos of when mm-hmm. I was 10. And I mean, yeah. Like I used to play, I think actually this is a real like, I totally did rip off those guys and stuff, but this is a real thing. When I first started playing in Snoozer with Mike, when we were just a two-piece, when I when I was like 14, I only ha- I had two milk crates, and I used that as a snare stand, and it was so annoying because I was always hitting the rim because mm. I also sat on milk crates. <laughs> Our whole house was built out of milk crates. Yeah, yeah, it was just weird. It was pretty. I mean, it was you know, just it was pretty milk crates all over the place. <laughs> so I the tilt kind of came from that too. I mm. think. And then the whole jump set kind of just formed around that. And I just want to go on record and say that our official genre is grunge. (laughs) We're a grunge band. We're bringing it back. Mid-fi grunge. Mid-fi post-punk gaze gaze grunge. Punk gaze, oh my god. Punk grunge. Punk grunge. Punk grunge. (laughs) Talk a little bit about this space. Because you guys are running it. Are you running it? We're all running it. Um, It's really cool here. It's a just a big old warehouse, <laughs> and we uh, have like a rehearsal room that we're in right now that we built, mm. and we're kind of trying to turn it into a recording studio eventually. Mm. Um, Tom yeah. and I have been looking for this space for about ten years. Yeah, uh, ever since we like we went into the sex dungeon, and I think we just were both like enamored. We, we want, we want this. Yeah. Um, and so we began looking all over the place and Craigslist all just driving around the city on bikes, looking for, for rent signs and stuff. And we finally kind of got in here, I think almost like on a lark and, uh, just, I think we like both walked in and we were just like fucking sign the papers. We want this place. (laughs) Yeah. Which is funny because we were so stoked. And then the first night we were here, there's a, there's a towing company beneath us and the, they were it was in the middle of winter and they didn't know anyone had moved in upstairs and they were like running their cars so inside the, the so place the whole filled place up with filled fumes. up with diesel fumes and <laughs> the power was cut yeah so and we there's got, no heat and, and there's, there's no heat no there's heat. no heat also yeah. so it was or freezing air conditioning except and in this we room. were like we were like you know woozy from the fumes that sounds and dangerous <laughs> it was yeah, yeah, yeah. It, well we talked we talked to the guys in there 
you know, like they were like, oh, we didn't even know anyone was <laughs> up there. But and uh, and the power is now on. Yeah, <laughs> I came by on that first night, and uh, Tom and Kieran both looked like they were about to pass out, and I tried to give them like a pep talk. And, and I just left after about five minutes. And I was like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. These, these guys are about to die. This was a bad decision. <laughs> Scary. But yeah, no, the, the, everything is cool now. Yeah. No more diesel fumes. And uh, yeah, yeah. kind of each day that goes on, I think it gets a little easier to live here and uh, gets a little uh, closer to what we want it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so you were saying, Kieran is a trained musician mm. did i just mix up names mm. no no no, no. no. Okay, yeah. you've got it right it's, it's the brain damage is what, <laughs> I, is what I um what do you mean by trained and i guess you guys are self-taught so we're self-taught so and how, yeah i went to uh music school wow. for a few couple of years and then dropped out and then came here Cool. Is what they mean. <laughs> <laughs> we snatched um, him up right when yeah. he got back to uh, Philly. <laughs> you studied bass? Uh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. I Semi-successfully. I, f- I failed. <laughs> like, there were two. Well, I remember still, the fact that you were in music school, when I think yeah, of that, Yeah, that's really I the most of, impressive part, right? Yeah. Is that I went. Well, when I think of that, I mean, you have to like audition and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. I don't know. Does that mean you studied like jazz bass or something? Again, um, that's just my like. What yeah, I, like as much as I needed to to mm-hmm. get into the school. I mean, I, I played upright bass to get in, mm-hmm. and then quickly switched because uh, I, I don't know, was just more interested in electric. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I failed a couple times. It's really awkward when you fail a class that you're the only student in, you know, because then you have to face the instructor at the end of the year and do your little exam, which is just you playing for him, and he's like. Man, we went over all this. I know, dude. I'm sorry. We have this personal connection now, but I've just disappointed you greatly. Um, and the milk crate thing sounded really interesting. So, how, did you guys start playing at the same time? Did you? Get- uh, I, this is a bad joke, and I feel bad <laughs> making it, but I'm gonna say it. And I, the joke goes that. I didn't even realize I had a younger brother until I heard him playing drums <laughs> one day. And I was just like, hey, we, we should be in a band together. Uh, but I started playing when I was like tw- eight and I hated it. And uh, I wanted to play sports. And then um, I, desp- I decided sports were lame and I wanted <laughs> to be a rock star, which is still my goal. Um, and that, I guess I started playing. So I started playing when I was like really like 12. Mm. I think I started playing around probably when I was like 10. Mm. Our our older brother plays. He definitely gave us the, the bug. Yeah. yeah he mm. played drums and mm. he like taught me standard like one and two, you know, like standard mm. rock beat on drums. And then I, I went from there. And uh, who's older? Mike's I am. Older. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Kevin is our oldest brother. Mm. Uh, and he, he taught me drums and... Uh, I guess we, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we started playing shortly thereafter. I was in like a band with friends from our neighborhood mm-hmm. for like six months, yeah. you know, and then. Yeah, we all played kind of like together in our neighborhood. Yeah. And then all those bands like sort of fell apart and me and Tom just started playing together. Mm. Sort of out of convenience, I guess. Mm-hmm. Living in the same house. Yeah. <laughs> and we never had like, yeah. Like I don't think was, we ever sat down was, and we're like, we're in a band now. It yeah, just kind of yeah. slowly happened just one day. Just kind of slowly started, yeah. And like the, the like, it's not like we didn't have, like, 
there was just always kind of like a hodgepodge kit mm. in our basement. And uh, I think I think that that's the second time we use the word hodgepodge in this interview. <laughs> I think that's the is that the third time? No, you just said it again. That's the don't say time. it again. That's the limit. OK, <laughs> uh, just kind of a ramshackle ramshackle <laughs> mix match <laughs> mix match kit yeah. in the basement and uh for whatever reason never had a snare stand would always mm-hmm. be lacking a snare stand and so that's what that's the only reason it's just like it was some good pet lore yeah, yeah. that's gonna go on that's pet on lore. That's petlore.com i should take that out of the interview <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. petlore.blog petlore.blog <laughs> i like that so was this um, this kit or parts of it like a Christmas present or this like, saving up or this my floor tom was a Christmas present. This is mm-hmm. this is actually my brother Kevin's the kick drum, mm-hmm. and then the yeah the this is like an old marching snare the tom oh, wow. and the snare I, is the only thing that I like. It's yeah I bought it on eBay. It's mm-hmm. like a nice thing, <laughs> so of, I have a case for it. Kind yeah, of a um, keep it nice hodgepodge if you will. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Is there anything else you want the world to know? Yeah, um, I got to go to work. Uh oh, that's it for the world. <laughs> we gotta get Kiki to the to his job. To his job. We cool. gotta get him teaching young children how to play music. <laughs> yeah. Sounds weird. Going back to school. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Thank you guys so much. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah. Thanks, yes. Greg.